Agutner Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shir number 120. We're talking about uh, self-confidence, the Svarim of Zalakliskim and other Svarim. And today we're going to talk about how the habit of blaming other people holds back a person from having self-confidence. And they blame others for their lack of self-confidence. Um, often people blame their parents or teachers or siblings or classmates or neighbors that they, because of their bad treatment of us, of me, of you, that's why we have a low self-confidence. But the key really is, is that the self-confidence we have and we don't have is not based on how we were treated but on our present reality, regardless. So, this is true, by the way, even if people were not nice, people were harsh, and I understand that it is true that if someone was actually very abusive, emotionally, physically, it could really hurt one's self-esteem, and they need more work on it, so there's a sensitivity here. But the idea is, is one of the paths to healing is, yes, you hold a person accountable. It's a Torah halacha too. You know, someone gets hurt. He has a right to go to Bezdin, and he has a right to defend himself, and he has a right to protect himself. So we're not really talking about extreme cases over here. We're talking about regular life where we blame people, sometimes rightfully, sometimes wrongfully for things. But regardless, the idea is is when you blame someone else, it's sort of saying like someone else is in charge of your mind. And when you were a young child, other people's opinions did have a major impact on your life. So it's understandable that what you thought when you were young influences the way you are now. But now that you're an adult you have a greater understanding of the fact that you can take charge over your own mind, over your own heart, and you create your own self-confidence going forward, no matter how people treated you in the past. How do you stop blaming somebody else? By thinking thoughts that are not consistent with blaming. Thoughts of blame creates resentment and negative feelings, Grateful thoughts create positive feelings and allows you to have a bigger and larger access to a healthy state of mind. So, for example, you could say that as I'm reading about increasing my levels of self-confidence, I'm grateful for what I can see. I'm grateful for what I can read. I'm grateful for everyone who had part in teaching me how to read. I'm grateful that I'm breathing now. I'm grateful that I'm alive. The place of gratitude, of Akaras Hataiv, helps your state of mind become better. And, you know, in the Torah, we talk about Hakaras Hataiv and being besimcha and not being ungrateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the goodness that He is giving us and has given us and will give us. So, Hakaras Hataiv builds a person up, makes a person feel happier, and ultimately increases his self-confidence. So that doesn't mean to say that if there's a matzav where someone is 
causing some harm or there's a problem that you don't deal with it. Or it doesn't mean you blame yourself when another person is responsible for something uh, that they did. Uh, it doesn't mean that you blame yourself for it. They're accountable. This is a separate subject, though. Even if they are accountable and they are wrong and you could protect yourself from that. But nevertheless, the blaming itself of the situation holds you back from doing what you can do. It sort of chains your life down. That's why, by the way, they always talk about this, that when we talk about letting go and forgiving somebody, even if though they hurt you, the idea behind it is, is it's not just for them, it's for you. If someone hurts you, now they're out of your life, so you're safe, and you can't be harmed by them anymore. So the attitude needs to be sort of like this. What's the point of me being carrying this heavy resentment towards this person? It's hurting me. It's not hurting them. They're going on their own lives. They're probably not thinking of me or anyone else. I'm the one who's being hurt by this. I let go. I let go and I don't blame them. Meaning I focus on me, my mind, my heart. I can make the wisest choice for myself in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions right now. And that person, whoever they are, doesn't have any control over me. Rosella Pliskin says, he brings an anecdote. I used to be a blamer. Someone who had very low self-confidence said, I suffered from a number of addictions. Was it my fault? Not in my mind. I consider my lack of confidence to be at the root of my addictions. I tried to drown my feelings of inferiority by doing things that temporarily made me better. Did this work well? Not really. It just covered up the bad feelings with temporary solutions that were not real solutions. One day, a true friend said to me, you blamed your problems on your controlling parents, but let me tell you the truth. Only when you take full responsibility for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your words and actions, then it will help you develop the self-control that will really make a major positive shift in your life. And he spoke this from the bottom of his heart. And the truth of what he said hit home. And once I gave up blaming and realized it was up to me with Hashem's help, I was able to make the wisest choice one day at a time. And now I'm free of blaming. And while I still struggle at times, my personal responsibility has enabled me to be victorious over my previous harmful habits. And I'm living a totally new life. And yes, if someone is in the middle of an Isayan, if someone's in the middle of a difficulty, at home, in a family, in a workplace, or whatever it is where there are negative people around you or or toxic people, and it's difficult, of course you get the help you need and you get the chizik you need. But you do everything you can to build your self-confidence while you're in a situation. But what we want to emphasize right now, because people that are in difficult situations require special attention, attention, a special sensitivity, and to build their confidence needs more um, um, care and love and understanding. 
But what we're talking about here more, and I want to emphasize this more, is when you're already out of the situation. You were at one point in a toxic workforce, but right now, Baruch Hashem, you're in a good matziv. You were at one point in a difficult family situation, and now, Baruch Hashem, it got a lot better. Here, where we're talking about where it is over, meaning that the matziv lightened up, that person who is toxic is not in your life anymore, or is distant, and you're safe. The key really is at that point, especially, it is within us to let go. We're not there anymore. So our minds don't have to go back there. We learn our lessons and we move forward, whatever that, those lessons may be. But we don't blame other people now, or them, for us feeling low or insecure. We could build ourselves up. We let go of the blame. We let go of, we don't blame ourselves either. No self-bashing. But we say we could control over our thoughts, over our emotions. So that is one nakuda of self-confident person. Another thing that's a mida that self-confident people have is they're thankful for honest feedback. It helps you improve. Positive feedback is usually more pleasant than negative feedback, obviously. But people who sincerely want to improve are grateful for any feedback that enables them to become a better person and to improve the important skills, no matter where they're coming from. Because feedback can have a tremendously helpful um, benefit for you. And self-confident people, they don't get shaken when someone gives them negative feedback, they're actually grateful, they're thankful for that honest feedback. They would prefer, of course, a compliment. Everyone would rather have a compliment than a criticism. There's no question about that. No matter how self-confident you are, you want to rather hear nice things said about you than negative things said about you. That's obvious. There's no question about that. No one's denying that. But nevertheless, a self-confident person will be grateful and will use Hey, thank you. That was a value. That was something of great value. Now, we're going to go on the flip side of it. When a person is giving feedback to someone else, it's very important to try to do so in a positive manner. And if it's something that is negative, meaning it's a it's a criticism, has to be done in a responsible way and in a caring way. Like, I care about you and I want you to do well. But the more self-confident the person is, the more he'll appreciate critical feedback, even if it's not worded well. So someone may be insensitive and said something rough, but you being self-confident, you throw that roughness in the garbage and you take the nugget, the gold, that point that you can learn. And for the person who is giving feedback, they need to know if they need, they're rough when they give feedback, You have to have feedback on how to give feedback, he says, which is very true. You need to learn how to be more sensitive. This is why some parents need this training on their children. They could be firm. They need to be firm sometimes. They're parents, not friends. But the feedback needs to be worded in a positive, sensitive way. Husband and wife, same thing, back and forth, whichever way it is, to word it properly, even when you need to communicate something that is bothering you and that it's healthy to communicate about, but you do that in a positive way. 
the way you say it. An anecdote on this, Rabbi Zalik Pliskin says, I consider myself very confident. Someone I interviewed told me, but I hated criticism of any kind. I always assumed that anyone who gave me negative feedback was always being mean, and I automatically ignored everything that was not totally positive. But one day someone pointed out that if I really wanted to improve in important areas in my life, I would be more open to hearing honest feedback, not only praise. He explained that not everyone knows how to wisely differentiate between making helpful and counterproductive comments, but I'd be wise to develop a more positive attitude towards feedback that could be highly beneficial for me. So I had to be honest with myself that I would gain immensely from accepting critical feedback. The pain is temporary, but the benefits can be eternal. And this openness to feedback made a major positive difference in my life. So this is an extremely important concept, both for the person accepting that feedback, even if someone spoke to him in a harsh or insensitive way, but if there's a nugget of truth in there, he'll value that truth. He'll throw out and, and like a, a water on the duck's back, not worry about the harsh way or the insensitive way it was said, but focus on the actual point that is valuable to him to learn from. And the one who is giving that feedback, if it's, even if it's the negative or critical feedback, needs to be done with a care and with a sensitivity and with a menschlichkeit and with a love. People sometimes, it's a Yetzirah, they pride themselves of being what they call brutally honest. People, uh, you know, use that as the Kutzke method. It's even a holy thing. I tell the truth the way it is. I'm no-nonsense person. No nonsense with my Talmidim. No nonsense with my wife. No nonsense with my husband. No nonsense with my children. That could break people. That could break marriages, break relationships, and damage people immensely. That does not mean, though, that you just love, 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 or love. You need a firmness sometimes. A firmness coming out of love. But a firmness means compiled and combined with a kindness, with a warmth, with a caring, so that that firmness comes through in a nice package where it's easy to accept, and but they will accept that, and they'll realize what they need to improve upon and what they need to fix. Kind firmness works a lot better than harshness. Harshness cannot accomplish what firm kindness out of love can accomplish. And that is a yesoid when person is giving feedback that may have some negative element to it and for a person receiving it. And may HaKadosh Baruch help that we should all be sensitive to one another, be careful in the way we talk, be sensitive even when we need to uh, um, talk to somebody and give them something that they need to correct to really do it because of a real caring and a real love and a real concern. Bracha natzlacha.